Welcome, everyone. Um, Last week, Mr. D talked to us um, about getting started with the baby steps of becoming a submissive. He made it sound wickedly fun. I like that word, wickedly. Tonight, the theme is negotiating the expansion of your field of play. So adding in the toys, the devices, serious experiences into your life, in and out of the boudoir. And yes, you can take this anywhere. Do it any place. And only you are the wiser and happier. Uh, We have lots of guests on with us tonight, so welcome to all of you, and welcome to those of you who are listening um, on our many, uh, the lurkers out there who will be listening uh, later, and especially warm welcome to you, Mr. D. Well, thank you, Tandy. Very nice to be uh, here, and uh, looking forward to what I hope will be an interesting dialogue going on because tonight's show really is about the dialogue that makes the dom-sub relationship work. It's an incredible thing, uh, and I can't wait to get started, but before I do get started, I do want to remind everybody, I am not a doctor, a psychiatrist, a therapist, or any other kind of trained professional. I am speaking based on my personal experiences and observations in life. So when we did our previous two segments, we saw how a sub finds themselves and embraces their inner desire to submit themselves to another person. We listened to how they discover on their own their inner desires, their wants and needs, and how to identify them. So tonight what we're going to be doing is talking about how the sub begins the process of submission, of finding the dom that they are prepared to give control of their body and their experiences to. It is an incredible experience, and it is a field of play that brings in the toys and the devices and the serious experiences into your life in and out of the boudoir. Yes, you can take it anywhere. You can do it any place, and only you are any the wiser and happier about it all. It is, and for most people, a very secret part of their life. Not everyone is as open and as... Uh, willing to be allowing everyone to know about this part of their lifestyle. I am a dom. I am a top. I don't hide that fact from anybody. I do my life the way I like. And so I have two entirely different sets of friends and associates. Those who know me just as a regular good old guy and those who know me as the man, Mr. D. I get what I want, I take it, but I only take it from those that have given me the authority to take it. And that is the basis of the negotiation that goes on between a sub and a dom. 
as we have talked about before in previous uh, segments, in a dom-sub relationship, it is the sub who has the ultimate control and power in the relationship. They are the ones who are giving up and surrendering to another person. But they always hold the power at a moment's notice to yank it from out of under the dom and leave the dom standing there alone with no authority, no power over them, no ability to resume the relationship as it was. And that's the power that is ultimate. It is an incredible amount of power with the sub. And most people don't realize they have all that power as a sub. Well, in the general public probably think, oh, no, man, that dom has got to have all the power. They're the ones that are making the sub do everything. But it's not that way because it's been negotiated with the sub and the dom as to what the rules are what can and what cannot be done. And only the sub has the authority to expand the limits of what can and cannot be done. The dom has the ability to encourage that stepping over the boundary line, but they can never force it. They can never compel it. They must always encourage it. Give sweet reasons to tweak the agreement that exists, to expand it, to bring in a new sight on the horizon of what might be possible if they go beyond what the sub has set as the groundwork. Now, how does a sub meet someone to give it to? There's two types of people that you're going to, if you're a sub, that you're going to encounter, that you can do the act of being submissive to. The first is a trusted partner that you already have. Typically, it might be a spouse, might be a long-term romantic person that you share with. The ideal generally is that when you first start out, you do start out with someone that you have a very solid relationship already because you've already got the cornerstone trust established with that person. So it's not a big stretch for you to communicate with them that you want to explore something and to have them be part of it. And as long as they are in agreement, you can do that. And it's very healthy, very healthy for relationships because the amount of communication that goes on is intense. And it's a sharing. It's a bearing of your deepest, innermost thoughts, desires, and wants. It's the secrets you've never told anybody that you share with that person. And so having a person when you first start out that you already trust explicitly makes it much easier to stick your toe in the water and start doing things with them. doesn't mean you'll always be with them. You may probably go to someone else someone who doesn't have that romantic connection to you, someone who you see as able to take you beyond that relationship you already have and take you places you only dream of. And sometimes you need that break. 
and the negotiations for that type of relationship are much stricter and much more structured than the ones that you would have with your existing partner. Because, again, you already have the trust established with them. So how do you go about it? Where do you find Dom's? Well, in the ideal world, you would go down to the local mall, walk into Dom's or us, and you would go up and down the aisles looking for them. And they would all have packaging instructions saying, Hi, I'm so-and-so, and I do bondage. I do whips. I do paddles. I can do chains. You don't find that anywhere other than websites that cater to the desires of the subs, and they abound aplenty. And so the first thing you want to do is check the website out. See what the reputation is. Read the fine print on that website. Do they have actors and being allowed to respond and reply in communications with you. Excuse me. You do not necessarily want to avoid those sites, but you need to be aware the site allows that. It's how they generate income. Because what they're doing is getting people who are on their payroll to send messages to members who maybe are not paying members yet to entice them, to loosen the wallet, and become a paying member. Typically, you will need to be a paying member to have full access and be able to send messages back and forth with the other members that you might be interested in. But you want to know about it. You want to know that when you pull that website up on your server and your and Windows or Google, or Gmail, or not Gmail, but on your computer screen, that it has a secure ID in that bar you want it locked. You want it to be a trusted source because your personal information is out there. You want to make sure that they are doing the best they can to protect the information you provide them because there's a lot of information you do, you do give them, your age, your general location. You may actually give them your actual address. Do they track? Do they have a pinpoint system that shows a map where you are located, maybe within a few houses or a couple streets? So you need to be aware of the site, what it offers the members, how they can research it, and then you go through the profiles. Some will shop, admittedly, by looks, thinking that they look honest, they look like they're normal, they look like they would be able to do what I want. Look, big burly arms on that one. He could pick me up and toss me around. Oh, she's got the shapely curves. I bet you she would be a really good dominatrix and put her high heels deep into my belly. I would like that. Um, use the visuals to kind of guide you. But don't fall in love with a picture. Too often that picture is not the real person. Look at the profiles. See what they offer. You're looking as a sub. Find a person whose profile indicates that they do certain things that you like, that you are interested in. So if you are not into being hung up from the ceiling hours on end, totally bound up, unable to move, avoid those profiles where that is what they like to do. You won't get along. Maybe down the road that will turn 
out to be something you like, but at the beginning, not what you want. You want people who are kind of like you, maybe not an absolute newbie, but who have a limited range. So in your first session that we did about the sub-101 part one, we did the identification of what it is you desire, and you should have it written down, what you desire and what you need. I need a person who is very domineering. I need to be controlled. I need to be, so I can't talk back. I have an attitude. I want to be stopped from doing that. You take what you want, what you've written down, and you start looking for people that have it. You make a list of those. Maybe you like them on that on that website so that you can have them all kind of stored together for your group. Then you can reach out to them. And among the things that you do when you're reaching out to them is being honest. Hey, I am a newbie. I don't know if I am ready yet for hardcore domination. I want it light. I want it easy. I want you to be firm, but I don't want you to be overly firm. Basically, I want to be treated rough but with kid gloves, gentle, delightfully sweet and innocent, but being able to take it up in little graduated segments so that I can find my actual level of happiness with it. Then when you are approaching them, you're able to reach out to them and say, hey, I need this. I see that you offer this. I need this. I see you offer this. I see that you need this. And I am willing to give you that if you will do this. It is a tit for tat type of arrangement. The sub comes first with their needs. The dom must be able to satisfy those needs that are identified by the sub. The sub, in return, satisfies the needs of the dom. That's the exchange. That's what you're negotiating. And part of what you have to do as you are doing that negotiation with them is to let them know exactly what your availability is. Pretty much, I believe, the single largest mistake made on any of the dating websites, I don't care if it's for BDSM or just regular, is not being upfront about when you are actually available to play. It does absolutely no good if you can't play on weekends to talk to people who are available on weekends. You'll never get together. And if you do that, if you don't make it clear when you can play, you're going to be talking to a lot of people that You'll never connect with and you'll get frustrated. It gets really irritating when you don't find somebody that can play when you can play. And it's all because you didn't tell anybody when you can play. And so you have to give that information up front. I don't know how many times I have been contacted by subs who want to get together with me. And they make the comment, I can be available anytime. You tell me when. And so I'll ask them, are you free at this time on this day? Oh, no, I have to work. Okay. When do you normally work? Well, I work Monday through Friday. And from 
you know, eight to five. So I can't play any of those days and, and during those times. Well, what are you reaching out to me? Because it says on my, my profile exactly when I can play. And it happens to be during those hours you're working. So why are you reaching out to me? Well, I like you. I think you could do for me all the things I want. And so I want to, I want to be part of and work with you and have you take care of me. And But you can't come when I'm available. So make sure you tell people when you can play. And among the very first questions you ask a potential dom, this is when I'm available. Are you going to be available at those times for us to get together? Mr. That's not D. a maybe question. That's a definite yes or no. I'm available during those times. Or no, you know what? I'm not. And so if they're not, don't pursue it any further because unless you're willing to sacrifice going to work, you're not available. If you're not able to go because the times that you can't play are because you are to be with a spouse or a partner who doesn't know what you are doing, you can't protect your secret if you are trying to escape away from them when they expect you to be with them. You can't just leave without an explanation. So being up front at the very beginning, laying the foundation of expectations is the key to starting the negotiation. Mr. D. I have a feeling, Candy, that you're going to say it's time for us to have a little break. Well, yes, I was going to ask if we could negotiate, but apparently you know what I want and need and desire. Whether you only join us from time to time or you are here nightly, you know that we have juicy things to say. If you have a business, product, or service that would fit with what we're doing, contact us for the opportunity to advertise on one of our several platforms or collaborate with us as a vendor, sponsor, or affiliate. Reach out to us at pandorasfantasybox.com. Fantasy with a Z. Join us. Mr. D, continue, please. Okay, Candy, I uh, very much will. And I expect to have a little conversation with you about your needs and wants. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Perhaps I can even get a little discussion going with uh, you and Secrets at the same time. I think that would be an interesting dynamic together. (laughs) (laughs) I just want you to know, you may not know this, but we have people on here that you don't even know about tonight. So negotiate, folks. Negotiate. (laughs) Please go on, Mr. D. (laughs) Okay. So, again, it comes down to, in the negotiations, laying a true groundwork of what your expectations are what your availability is. Expectations comes into, I am looking to experience what it's like to have my hands and feet tied to a bed so I cannot move them. But I don't want to be gagged or bound. I know I need to be able to talk freely for the time being. That's a realistic expectation for a new person into being a sub. It is an expectation that can be clearly expressed to a dom, and the dom is responsible for giving a very clear answer back to the sub. Yes, I can accept that you are a newbie. I can accept your willingness to be bound by the ankles and wrists, 
and the desire to have a gag put in your mouth. And they can say, yes, that's fine. Or they might say, you know what, I can accept it, but I, I understand no gag that you want to be able to talk. But I would prefer to put a ball gag. It's designed so you can breathe easy. It's designed so you can still talk. A little mumbled, but I can understand and I'm used to it. And if you're accepting of that, we're good to go. And that now becomes the sub. Is this a boundary that you're ready to cross yet or not? You can return with the question, if I agree to this and I tell you to take it out, will you take it out? The answer is either yes or no. And if it's a yes, you've done your negotiation. If the answer is no, then you understand that perhaps this dom is not the person that you should be first pairing with. Not every dom is going to be as agreeable to certain things because they also have their wants and needs. They may be used to subs at a level that you are not at yet. And perhaps they are not as interested anymore in developing a newbie uh, sub. I'm a little different. I totally enjoy bringing in new subs. I totally like the idea of the negotiation. I like being able to take them to exactly where they have said they want to go to and then to let them explore going beyond. It is about, for me, taking a sub to the points that they want to explore as part of their desires. I'll satisfy the needs but I want to explore the desires. And so for newbies, I'm kind of like the ideal dom. I don't mind if there are things you don't want to do yet. I will go and work with you on those. I'm not uncomfortable with a sub who has boundaries that are set real hard and fast and, and locked in and they're scared and, 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 and timid about it, but they just want to go and experience and it's a good way and I'm willing in something like that to actually bring that sub in with a chaperone might be their husband might be their partner might be their best friend might be their confidant someone that they trust who can watch over it and is going to allow things to move but will play as a referee and let me know when hey time out it's time for them to tap the rope let them up and let them go. And that works because it creates an incredible sense of security for the sub to have a trusted friend there who isn't making any judgments on them. They're only there for the sole purpose of making sure that it goes as planned. And in something like that, that chaperone eventually disappears because no longer are they needed once the level of trust has been established between myself and them or at, between the dom and the sub. Chaperones don't usually get involved in the uh, activities when you are doing your initial subbing with a trusted partner, someone you already know, because you have a trust level. You already know that if I tell them stop, they're going to stop. You already know that if you say, I don't want to do this, they are not going to make you do that. 
It is different when you are with someone that you have just met online. You are entrusting them to have control of your body. You've already given consent, as in the example I gave earlier, to be bound by the wrists and ankles. You need to have trust in that person. How do you develop that trust when you haven't met them yet and you're meeting for the first time and you are now naked on a bed, bound, and you don't have a chaperone? You build the trust in the negotiation. You listen Mr. to what they say. And if, yes? Oh, Mr. D, I was going to ask if you would do role play a negotiation with uh, one of our callers as if, I don't know, you had met online and this was your first um, telephone call. Are you willing to do that? Oh, certainly. Do you have a willing uh, victim? I mean, a, a, a willing. <laughs> <laughs> Will someone speak up who might like to um, uh, do that with Mr. D? You want to do one of the new people? Or would you like me? Oh, so I'm just curious. Like, um, I, I wouldn't mind doing the Q and A. Um, you know, I'm all for it. Cool, cool. So um, um, introduce yourself but, to Mr. D. <laughs> okay, so I'm 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 Kay. I'm from California, but I was curious because he was saying, you know, like um, someone who's never been in a situation like this, and I've never been in a situation like this. So he would more so be able to dominate the question. I know that there's multiple callers, so, like, I feel like if we could have two callers that have never been in a situation or a dom-sub situation to where they are not sure what they want, like, they have a point of what they want or what they would like to do with someone who is in the same boat as them. Because, like you said, I would mostly look for something that I'm comfortable with being a newbie, so I would not go for a dom who is used to dominating women. I would want someone who is more inexperienced as myself. Oh, okay. that is, Mr. D, I'll, of course, answer that, but I, w- I want to make uh, just one comment on that. Um, if you are interested in exploring things that are uh, some of the things that, that people enjoy uh, experimenting with in the world of BDSM, uh, there are risks in that. So it's not always the best idea for two inexperienced people to suddenly decide, oh, we're going to play with fire or wax or tie each other, <laughs> tie each other you're, up. You're, you're 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 right, but then when you think about what I'm looking for and what they're looking for, if we match on most of the things that we're both looking for and we're able to set our own boundaries, like you said, then I don't see what the the difference would be is i mean, I guess you're kind of right because i don't I don't see what the difference would be because I feel like between two consenting adults, if this is um a contract contractorial agreement and we both agree to these things as consenting adults you know um something like nothing to where you know like 
you would be scared or feel like you would be putting yourself at risk, but where you would be slightly trying to get into the the feeling of being more submissive to someone who is more dominant than you. Most, I wouldn't say most men, but you feel me like in actuality, you know, like men usually dominate the sex anyway, you know, so there's no really difference except that, you know, like you want to explore other things that your partner might not be willing to explore with you, but there is someone who is willing to explore those small baby steps into BDSM. Okay. Um, uh, Kay, I appreciate what you said. I have one thing. You may not be hanging out with the right women. (laughs) 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 Mr. G, what what did you think about what Kay was saying there? I think that first I would say that she has to look at the, the, the situations. If you are talking with a trusted partner, someone that you have an intimate yeah. relationship, say, the negotiation is very different because it's the trust is already there. When it is a stranger, it is a risk assessment as well. And the idea of a newbie into um, being a sub trying to connect with a newbie who is new to being a dom, that dom doesn't have his fully together yet. He's still learning and experimenting. Mm-hmm. It can be a rather devastating experience for both if it doesn't go well. And I don't mean that there's a trust issue where the trust was broken. I am talking about where the person isn't familiar yet enough with how to secure the wrists and ankles of the sub. And so he does it too aggressively, and they are too constricting. They're binding and causing bruising and uh, pain. You can have a situation where a sub is still learning how to be a sub and starts to take control and starting to tell the, the, the dom who is still inexperienced, well, try doing it this way. Do it this way. Do it. Now they are becoming dom, and the dom is becoming mm-hmm. sub. So it, you, when you're with a trusted partner, by all means, it's perfectly good to work it out, two people oh. exploring, because that person is practicing learning to do a role they don't know anything about as a dom while you are learning to do and be a sub. So the accidents are the jokes that you bring forward with your private life and enjoyment. Those are the things that bond and build your uh, relationship. When it's with a stranger, I think it really does pay to find someone that has the experience and can guide you. And that is really the difference. You want a guide. Okay? So, um, but yeah, I have no problem if you'd like to, to kind of practice the art of negotiation on it uh, by all means. And cool. before I start, though, I'm going to ask uh, um, Candy, do I have time or do you need a, a, another break right now? 
Oh, I will. Thank you. So uh, everybody be uh, prepped for that in just a minute. What we have is a sizzle. Hot Sizzling News. American rapper, singer, and songwriter Megan Thee Stallion, most recently known for featuring on Cardi B's WAP, made a splash on SNL season premiere. Her dancers and the music stopped for her to deliver this message in the middle of performing her popular, sexy single, Savage, Protect Black Women. This is in direct reference to the backlash she faced when talking about her own assault earlier this year and the injustice of Breonna Taylor's murder. When a strong woman uses her platform and her voice, you better listen. Oh, Mr. D, you have just been given a bit of advice there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now I will pick up with Kay. So if you don't mind, Candy, a little silence on your part right now. <laughs> so, That's Kay, I. Uh, <laughs> it is sometimes for Candy to be able to curb her enthusiasm. Um, Okay, I, I, I've never, I don't believe I've ever had you on the show before when I've been on it. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Okay. Um, so I've never okay. been on the show before. Um, and I've never really been into BDSM or anything like that. But um, naturally, like, I'm a submissive woman. But um, so mm-hmm. quick story. I have a friend, you know, he's kind of experienced in that, in that area. And, you know, we were engaging and, you know, for a play and, you know, he pulled out a black bag, like, okay, like, you know, like this small black bag or whatever, you know, and I'm kind of like, okay, you know, what is this? And it was a ton of things, you know, that were very new to me um, in a traditional relationship sense. You know, like, I don't really let up too much control in my life, you know, like, so for me, this was like the first time that I was really, like, unaware of things that were going on and more submissive to things and a lot less stop because we did have a trusting bond, you know, so Mm -hmm. my experience with it, it was, it was pretty fun, you know, he was, um, he was very accommodating, you know, to to my reactions because before everything started, there was no agreement. It was like, I'm going to pull out this black bag and I'm kind of like, okay, well, I'm with it because I want to see what's in the black bag. I want to see, you know, like what that felt like. So he blindfolded me and he like used the massager, tied my hands up a little bit, a little bit of gag, a little bit of choking, a little bit of like, I can't breathe a little bit, but like I could breathe because <laughs> I was still alive. <laughs> so yeah, it was pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. the Q and A, the negotiation of something more serious um, would be cool because, like, I, I read so much. I, like, watch so many different things. And I recently watched this video on Snapchat. It's called Strange Love. And the couple, they had a domestic relationship mm-hmm. where the guy basically told her what to do. Like, if you don't do this, you know, like, there's consequences and there are rules. But she initiated it. She was like, I would like for when I come home to 
have my man kind of set the rules because, like, I set rules. And I think that Jenny Mai also spoke on being a submissive wife to her husband to where, like, I'm so in control of everything in my life that when I come home, I don't really want to control anything. Mm -hmm. That is one of the primary uh, things that drives many submissives. They are very powerful people often in their public life. And they need the escape. It's a vent takes all the pressure off. It releases the steam. Uh, so that is a, a common, I shouldn't say common, but it is not uncommon for very powerful people, male or female, to be submissive in their private life because it gives them a balance. It gets all that pressure of making decisions away. It allows their mind to reset while they go into the zone as a submissive. In your case, you're fortunate that you have a person who had the black bag who was able to read your responses from the sound of it. So what you responded positively to, you reinforced. If there was something, I'm assuming that if you experienced something that didn't set you off and get your bells going, that he backed off from it Uh so that you can enjoy and and the things that you found pleasurable and delightful and fulfilling a, a desire that you may not have been fully aware of, but that you desired at the moment it was happening to have more of it. And that's what a good dom would do. And that's why you want someone with some experience. Yeah, he was great. And that's good <laughs> because he doesn't ruin the moment by pushing it. I, I like the idea of when a, with, with a brand new sub to do a smorgasbord. And I just will lay out a variety of things around the room. And Pretty much. Them, that's what it was like. Yeah. What do you like? Test something out. Yeah. And that's what the what negotiation like is. Yeah. So your role as a sub in that type of a negotiation is to clearly express to a person like me, the Dom, what are the things that you need, not just want. Want is different, desire is different, but need. What is it you need from me? And like in the example you gave of the uh, person who was in charge, the wife, she needed that release. That wasn't a desire. That was a need. It physically helped her balance her life. You can need to have someone control you, but is it to be physically controlled or to be financially controlled like Secrets wants to be? Is it someone that needs to have a person who is ruling their life, telling them what they should do at everything, at every, basically laying out their calendar for them for the day? I want the laundry done at this time. I want to have you ironing the sheets every week before you put them on the bed because I like nice, crisp, starched sheets. And if they're not, I'm going to paddle your bottom. Someone will iron the sheets really well to avoid that paddling. Others will have a need for the paddling or a want to be paddled. And so they won't quite iron the sheets the right way. And I love that. I love that about about the situation because, like you were saying, about, like, the sub having a lot of control – it, it's like that, you know, 
like, oh, like, if you don't do this, you're going to get in trouble. And I'm kind of like one of those women, like, okay, well, then I won't do it because I kind of like being in trouble. (laughs) But you you want that control, you want that punishment. It's a reward for being attitude. But there is a a difference. But it's, I, from the sounds of what you have described with your partner, you have the makings of a good sub. You have characteristics that say, hey, I can take you places. I can show you ways to explore your desires that will meet and satisfy your needs. Are you willing to take the trip with me? And that's a question you would have to answer. Sounds very accurate. Sounds sounds very accurate. With secrets with that. Now, do you have to break anyone else, Mister D? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I knew there yes. were secrets in the back. Come on. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand if if Kay's going to get up off Mister D and let me have a little time with him. My gosh. Thank you. <laughs> you know, secrets. Right. You have to understand that yes. Kay is from California, so they have oh, special lady. needs and desires of their own for a little bit of the attention. You are like a California oh. wannabe. You want the attention. Oh, you just don't wow. come up enough oh, to gotta, get it. Well, I got to get out to California then. <laughs> come out to Cali. You know, yeah. we gonna let you know. It's on Monday. Yes, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm very. It's, it's weird because I'm a very dominating one. I'm, I'm dominating in my personality, but I'm very submissive in a relationship, and, and I kind of like tell it like it is. So the fact of the push and pull and the give and take and the negotiating, you know, like you negotiate a relationship with me, you know, but like. Period. You remind me like, of Danny. Oh my gosh. It's it's a negotiation, you know, to be with me. Everything you know, is. There are boundaries in life is a negotiation. You have to set you have to set boundaries for people in your life. How they treat you, how they carry you, the way that they respect you, if they don't respect you. And that's kinda like how I grew up because I grew up in you feel me like very poor neighborhoods where you gotta kinda like grow tough skin. So you have to be assertive at what you want. You know how to get your point across, and but, you know, yeah. yeah go I ahead, understand. but with that tough skin that you have developed because of the environment that you're in, and because you do have a strong backbone and will, is that that is an absolutely delightful platform in which to do things to you that your skin is tough enough to handle a very firm hand and control, I would imagine that with the right dom, you would find being paddled, spanked, caned to be extremely satisfying and would take you into a very deep zone of peaceful pleasure while you are having it. Okay. Let secrets have it. Secrets. I'm saying you, now he was perfect baby, with that. Can you, okay, all right. I just have one question, and I, I'm i trying to advocate for me and Bruce. All right, so anyway, Bruce, you go next. So <laughs> I had one question, Mr. D. 
<laughs> you okay. said in, in reference to um, a person, like if you are being a submissive, you like you told the story one time before about the person who has this demanding job and et cetera, et cetera, and you, you, you're, you're in, I guess, in the relationship, you're being a submissive, like a, a form of release because, you know, you're just kind of tired of doing all this stuff. So my question is, how does the dom get relief in reference to when you're responsible for this and you have this type of lifestyle, what are some ways and when are some times that you as a dom get some type of relief? That's what I want to know. Okay, so that is particular to the individual dom, just like for the subs, it's particular to them, the things that give them their release and what they desire and need. For myself, I've gone through different phases through the years as I've been a dom. There was a time when I got a deep pleasure out of the infliction of pain. Candy has sometimes told me I should tone down a little bit on the doctors about the amount of pain that can be incurred in bondage. But that's a level that I'm used to, and it gave me a great deal of satisfaction. It's a great release. Uh, you know, because in life, in public, I can't inflict pain on anybody without paying a penalty under the law. But in the relationship with a sub who is seeking that pain, I can deliver it. And it does not harm me to deliver it. It pleasures me. Now, I have grown. I've moved to different levels and different needs because those change as we learn and experience things to where I am very happy bringing people into it to let them explore in a safe, comfortable environment. Do you want to learn about spanking? Do you want to learn about uh, clamps? Do you want to learn about electroplate? Do you want to learn about breastplate? Do you want to be put into a vinyl sack and have the air sucked out of it so you have no way to move any part of your body at all? There are there so many different things that people might want to explore, but they need a safe environment. And I like to provide that environment. And that gives me a great deal of satisfaction to know that, hey, I've given someone a hand to step up to the platform, step into the ring, and start the experience so they can go on their journey. They may not stay with me for you know too long. They may stay with me for a long time while they prepare to be handed off to the next dom who takes them on the next part of their journey. You'll have more than one dom mm. uh, typically in your relationship as a sub. And you can have multiple doms at the same time. There's nothing against it because you may have a dom who can function and deal with one of your needs in the time frame that you have available, but you need another dom who can do something entirely different because that's in their bag of tricks, so to speak, that they can do that thing. And so you have multiple doms, just like doms can have multiple subs. A dom can have the sub. You can have a sub who has a cut. And keep that cut, and that cut becomes part of the play bag that the dom has, and that's a satisfaction. Because not only do you get to do things with their partner that they cannot do, but you get to have things done by down to you that pleasures their partner because their partner wants to see their spouse or partner humiliated, maybe. That's what they want. They want to see this man who always acts in a very strong, proud, manly manner, 
before us to suck a dick because that is what they feel they need and that, that cuck usually needs it uh, to get a grounding and be brought back to realities. And so there's a, a, a tremendous amount of satisfaction that I get now with doing things with newbies. I, uh, I am not adverse to newbies. I love newbies and I want them to get the right start. I want them to explore safely and be ready to move on. And I Mr. have on occasion passed them on to another dom. Mr. D, you sound like an absolute humanitarian here. Uh, what gets you off specifically? Tell us one thing that would get just uh, not that deep feeling of personal satisfaction. What's going to make you pop your cork? <laughs> pop your cork. <laughs> inquiring minds need to know <laughs> inquiring minds need to know so what gives me great satisfaction and sometimes it is the actual popping of the cork and that can be when I have successfully brought somebody into anal sex and they never thought they could handle it they never thought it could be comfortable. They never thought that there was a way that they could experience an orgasm from it. And I've shown them that, yes, you can. And it's all built on doing it properly. Built on, on, on having the trust that the person who is doing you is doing you with care, caution, and concern. Not out just to rip you apart, uh, so to speak. It's also the pleasure I get when I have somebody who I have bound up for longer than they've ever been bound up before, where they are at the point of where they're shaking, their body is shaking because they haven't been able to move and their muscles are twitching and trying to flex. And I see that smile that comes on their face because they are experiencing exactly what they have been hoping to experience. That absolute sense of immobility, controlled. And probably among the things I enjoy the most is the aftercare. I haven't talked about aftercare very much in, in talking about with subs, but it is actually the single most important part of the dom sub relationship. When you are done doing the activities that you've decided to do with a sub, you have to bring them back to their normal self. You have to bring them back from where they have gone into themselves and found their zones of pleasure. And you have to care for any bruises. You have to care for any uh, cuts or scrapes that may have been encountered, maybe when flogging, when some of the the, the, the uh, bristles or hairs on the brush have, have cut the skin. So you have to make sure you take care of that, but you also have to give them affection, holding, caressing, and talking quietly with them while they come back from their zone. And the zone is such a special place. When you talk with subs who have been to the zone, they will tell you it is 
absolutely phenomenal because they do not feel any pain. They only feel pleasure. They do not have any outside thoughts. They are solely focused on their inner self and enjoying that moment. But they have to come out of that. They have to come back to the regular every day. And you've got to be there to hold them and bring them back gently and care for them. And that part does because it is very often during that aftercare that the most intense sexually gratifying moments are occurring because they are in such a deep state of connection that the two bodies meld together in a way that just isn't the same as a normal coupling between two people. It's very hard to explain, but it is an awesome experience. Hmm. Bruce. That, uh, yeah. Toys? Yeah. Thank you. Um, a secret to told Bruce that um, he was going to be next with a question. We only have uh, a few minutes left, but Bruce, did you want to ask Mr. D something? Yes. Uh, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, uh, good, good show, Mr. Uh, Mr. D. Um, how does, do you know of a scenario where a, a, a sub, an experienced sub, teaches a dom how to be a dom? Yes. An inexperienced dom? I mean, how do you learn it to be an inexperienced dom? Certainly about not from another dom. You, uh, that's not true. You can. Many doms okay. take doms in to teach them. Okay. Some of the most important things a dom can be taught is how to read a sub. You have to be able to read what they are experiencing without verbalization. And so that is stuff that we can point out you know, where you can say, look at the wrist. You see how the fist is clenching? That is not a comfortable arm. The, 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 the binding is in the wrong spot on the wrist. Then you show them. But they have to learn to read the signs, and they have to learn to read the person. And so, yes, doms teach doms, but you can have subs who also can teach a dom. If you have an experienced sub, and maybe that sub is missing their dom, but they find someone that they kind of like who wants to be a dom, well, they can take it on. They have the same negotiation. What are you going to do for me? How are you going to satisfy my, my, my needs? And what can I do to satisfy your needs? And they will show them. It's a little difficult maybe to show them how to tie the knot, but you ex- they explain you. You want to make sure that you can put two fingers between the, 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 the binding and the wrist, the binding and the ankle. It's got to have some flexibility so that the circulation doesn't cut off, that it doesn't cut into the skin. They can show how to hold whips and canes and teach them how to strike so that they get the right impact in the right area. Uh, striking a butt with any type of uh, whip or cane requires hitting it in the sweet spot. You need to get it in the, the thickest, widest parts so that you have the maximum impact but do the least damage. You don't want to strike at the very small of the back because that's a tender area of the spine. You can do damage. You can strike below towards the crease of the thighs and the buttocks, but you have to be careful because, again, 
you are either striking a male near their testicles, you can do severe damage, or you are striking a female and you can hurt the vaginal uh, cavity by doing an improper strike with the whip or with a cat nine tails, whatever device you have. So you can have a sub teach a dom how to do things because they know okay. what needs to be done. Thank you. Thank you. And one way, of course, for subs and doms uh, to learn more is to engage and connect with others. Uh, that's one of the things that we like doing here. It is, Mr. D, time to um, say goodnight. Thank you to everyone who participated, but especially you, um, Mr. D, who has been leading a series of talks about the submissive side of BDSM as seen by the Dom side. The next time Mr. D visits us is very special. It is it's a secret surprise birthday party for Mr. D. What will we all give to the man who can get whatever he damn well pleases? Good night. Mm. This is Anita, and you've been listening to The Box. Thank you for coming with us to one of the playgrounds found in Pandora's Fantasy Box. We are where adults of all genders, orientations, and lifestyles can explore and connect. Join our conversation. Better yet, suggest topics you want. Connect with us. Check out our new website for The Box at pfbbox.com. That's pfbbox.com. Also, come look inside Pandora's Fantasy Box. That is a fantasy with a Z. Ask us why membership has its privileges. Memberships are 40% off until 10-31-2020 when you enter the code THEBOX. That's T-H-E-B-O-X-X. Pandora'sFantasyBox.com. Not come, but you will. Live free. Play often. Get your flirt on. Good night, all. Good night to everyone. Tandy out. Good night. Good night.